Welcome back to whatever we want, a podcast about celebrating storytelling. We talk movies, TV shows, video games, and more every episode. And this week we're talking about the last airbender movie. I could, I could hear your energy like dwindle drop at the beginning of that. I know. I was like <laughs> as soon as the thought was, entered your head. I was thinking like celebrating storytelling, and I was like, yes, we want to celebrate all storytelling, but like, is this storytelling worth celebrating uh but before we get into that yeah we're joined again by our avatar the last airbender expert and super mega fan uh logan baker welcome back logan how are you doing on this fine day <laughs> hi guys i'm doing good until we're about to start talking about this movie yeah exactly <laughs> i'm in the same boat and um I was going to say, speaking of boats, but I don't have a transition. Speaking of not wanting to talk about Avatar Last Airbender, uh, let's postpone it a little more and discuss uh, Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. This is our Valentine's episode, um, so that's why we're all like, yeah. dressed up for our video viewers. Uh, everyone's all fancy. Daniel was not fancy, and he, so he threw on a blazer okay, <laughs> in okay, the last no, two I, minutes. I should preface it with this, okay? Because we have a group chat, or like Jake was sending out updates like when we record, right? Mm-hmm. And he said 10 p.m. So no, for I me, didn't. or sorry, 10 a.m. I said 10 a.m. PST is this yeah. the text I sent. I, I, well, I didn't see the group chat for some reason. I was like looking for like you and me like in our, in our text. I'm like, I can't see, I can't see it. So I set my alarm to 10 EST and I got up. I'm like, okay, when we're, when we're recording, where's everybody at? I woke up at 9 a.m. Like, PST because I'm on Pacific time. It was an Eastern time. And at 6.45 a.m. there was a message my time. I was like, are we recording at 10? And I was like. Uh, yeah, yeah PST. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So I went back to bed, and then I got up at like 12.50. And <laughs> Our group chat. So, yeah. You guys down to record Saturday at 10 a.m. PST, the last Airbender movie. Literally two minutes later, Daniel responds, yup, yup. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, was th- I didn't even think about that. I- <laughs> all right, anyways, we're here. We all made it. Daniel's now dressed up for Valentine's Day. Logan's got a nice so, jacket yeah. on. To get in the lovey-dovey mood, we're going to talk about The Last Airbender, I guess. The live-action movie leading up to the show coming out. Because this movie is as sad as I'm going to be on a Valentine's Day. Oh, man, that's sad. Yeah, that's kind of dark, actually. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Uh, but yeah, no, this movie's bad. It was just bad, dude. Yeah, everybody just jump into it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. We postponed it enough. <laughs> it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. A really yeah. slow, painful band-aid. Cause we talk about. I I know the last two Avatar episodes we've talked for like two hours. I vote we don't talk for two hours about this. Nah, movie. <laughs> man, we gotta go I feel three like hours that's... on this one. We gotta oh go my... in depth. <laughs> um, I mean to to give them like some benefit of the doubt for this movie, it's difficult to like adapt twenty episodes of a TV show into like an hour forty five minute movie. You know, but there's a lot of content. Th- I mean, I mean, sure, but like. What you do adapt is still wrong. I'm trying to look at some silver linings, Daniel. But yes, I, I know they did a lot wrong. They did like everything wrong. What do you guys think the last Airbender movie got on Rotten Tomatoes? I'll oh, give the critic score and I, audience score. I'll give you like two I actually, I know the it? answer, so I'm not going to. All right, Daniel, you guess then. Uh, Like 25, 26 for Rotten Tomatoes. I actually don't have the answer in front of me, so I'll also guess. Uh, I'll guess... I'm gonna say like 13. I'm gonna guess some, because like the Avatar name maybe carries it up. Like I would say like around 13 and 20. So I have here its audience score of 30. percent Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Which is actually a little bit higher than I would have expected. Yeah. And then uh, 
reviewer score or critic score of five percent. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Oh no, so, bro! Good. <laughs> I'm with the critics on this one. I feel like I'm pretty sure this is like this is worse than some of like other well-known worst movies of this time period. Wow! Like yeah. uh, like Aragon or something like that. Oh my Percy gosh! Jackson. That doesn't surprise sure me. Ratings. Yeah, yeah that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I do have a little bit of info up top about just like the production numbers, uh, just because that stuff interests me. But this yeah. was a budget of $150 million, which is the most expensive Nickelodeon movies production that they ever did, mainly because of all the visual effects. Like, I guess the other movies Nickelodeon was, were doing at the time was like that live action Timmy Turner movie with Drake Bell for some reason. Like, that's like the other caliber of movie yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird to think about. Like, Disney kind of had like. I feel like a chokehold on like tween movies growing up. Like they had their high school musicals and like Lemonade Mouse. Those were all good. And then like Nickelodeon's coming at us with like Ong. Like what what, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Sticking to TV is what they should be doing. Yeah. Uh, and okay. yeah. also for comparison, th- this movie, At Last Brenner had a budget of 150 million and Iron Man 1, which was only two years before this movie came out, had a budget of $140 million. So this had a higher budget than Iron Man. And, and, like, it feels like... I seriously think this might have been, like, a money laundering scheme for Nickelodeon. Because, like... Or maybe, the like, the M. Night Shyamalan who directed this. Because, like, I don't know where the money went. Like, the visuals, some of them are, like, impressive. But, like, there's barely any, like, bending in this. And when it yeah. is, it's, like, bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't it gross pretty high? It grossed... Like, the movie? 320 million, which isn't great because people as like a rough estimate people like to double a movie's budget to see how much money it actually has to make to break even because you have to that the budget doesn't account for marketing and usually movies spend about no. the same on budget and marketing as like a rough estimate um so it like didn't break even really and like didn't do that i mean they were planning on doing like two sequels after this but because it didn't gross well and also because it was received atrociously it uh much- never got those sequels marketing to this do though because if you think about it like if they're promoting it on nickelodeon, nickelodeon like those yeah marketing price would be down i think they were pro- i think they were promoting it more because this was like a big blockbuster like this was supposed to be like a tent pole i was unfortunately looking at some interviews with m night Shyamalan. it did not bust my blocks dude it did not <laughs> bust my blocks that yeah. it was ugh. all right let's just get into it screw it so we start off with freaking uh soka uh, of uh, <laughs> well, not even well we, that. Get we get that we get, get the, opening we get credits it's yeah. they like butcher. oh this is the pinnacle of tell don't show which is the opposite yeah. of the filmmaking rule one which is show don't tell like they tell so much like i i literally like i wanted to i wanted to stop watching this movie so many times like i like was just like yeah. sitting through it like i was like i'm not gonna like look at the time code to see like how far i am like i'm just gonna get through it and then at one point i was like i need to pee and so i paused it and i saw i was a third of the way through the movie and i was like this cannot be real like i cannot only be a third <laughs> through this movie i i did tell logan i told you this i did tell logan i fell asleep at one point <laughs> oh i'm not surprised <laughs> this... i didn't rewind it <laughs> this is also the first time that I've ever watched this movie. I, I purposely Oh shoot. <laughs> I avoided this movie so hard because I knew I, I was forgot, gonna yeah. Hate it. Did you watch it with Rena? Yeah, I did. She had seen it before, but I... it had been a while. I'm sorry okay, for then, your loss. Logan, what's your initial impression then of this <laughs> yeah. movie? And it, so 
starting out the like literally the start of the movie not even getting into the movie the like studio intro things that they do yeah with like the paramount the with different... like the water and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and nickelodeon the, i instantaneously noticed the fact that the bending was terrible like okay. <laughs> it was yeah not even into the movie yet and the bending was already bad and i was like oh this is rough. oh oh like the studio logos what, what about like the there was what? like a fire one and i think right like, so be- even yeah. before like the intro yeah. where they're like doing like the fire earth water like before that yeah wow yeah. before that i was like oh this is gonna be bad and then <laughs> and then they did that thing and i was like oh this is getting worse already it was also like weird like in the animated intro it feels like there's like kind of like a motion, like a momentum to it. In this one, it's like you can tell like they're like the Earthbender. I don't know, like he's like it fades up, and then you, he's like w- waiting for like half a second too long, as if he's waiting for someone to say action. Then he does his move, and then the rock moves, and then he's just kind of like awkwardly standing there for like half a second too long before they fade the black. Like just like the momentum felt off to me. Yeah. I don't know. That's something that is like kind of the case in my mind throughout the entire movie. Just like yeah. the momentum. That's a great way of putting it. The momentum of the bending. Yeah, the momentum and the pacing. It doesn't fit the bend. Like the movements don't fit the bending at all. Yeah. It's like a ton of movement, a ton of like wand flicking around and like, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. the martial arts were pretty bullshit. impressive, but then the bending mm-hmm. just did not match or pair with that at all. Yeah, talking about this from like an animator's perspective, momentum is a good word, but uh, the exaggeration that you get in the animation was not there in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and and just a, it was really just a bad case of exaggeration and timing. Which, funnily enough, you see that compensated for in like other movies that incorporate like fighting. Corridor talks about this all the time, like when there there's movies where you like take out one frame from like here in the punch, yeah, so you get that more. Uh, exaggerated impact right so oh. it, like it's skipping like so it's if it's like a punch is like would be one two three frames they cut out the middle frame so it looks like it goes one to two like really fast yeah is that what you, that's the principle yeah you're talking they don't about? do anything relative to that in regards to any of the choreography in this because it's all would, it's just janky mm-hmm. that yeah. would make a lot of sense in this case when you're trying to maybe not mimic but like come off of an animated yeah format yeah. where that's kind of inherent in the format is being able to do that to skip and be like ones and twos having smears Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah the same thing reminded me of like going into live action star wars from like clone wars yeah and stuff where the the movements are just so much more slow yeah exactly yeah, but it um, is possible to have like a like good way tangent fight scene in like star wars because like i feel like yeah the episode three fight like the speed they have there like is just unmatched in my opinion it was that like was it's so good and and also just like the emotional weight behind that like the emotional weight behind that fight leading up to it also lets me like have kind of a shield and forgive any like speed problems they can't achieve because it's not a cartoon that's another big problem with this movie is there's no emotional weight to any like i do not care about anyone in this because they don't show any character development happening like 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 the fact that katara like meets ong sorry and then Uh, they they like go to the village then they save him then they ride all the way 
to the Southern Air Temple, and then she asks, "What's your name?" name. <laughs> exactly. They don't. Dude, yeah. It's. <laughs> they don't even talk to Aang until they're already back in the Southern Water Tribe. Yeah. Like he wakes up or something like that the next day, presumably. I don't know. Yeah, and scenes like don't talking. end. They just like it's like an awkward like sentence ending, and then it's cut to the ne- like an established shot of like the next scene. Like mm-hmm. like Aang yeah. and Katara and Sokka are talking outside the iceberg right after Aang like wakes up. And then all of a sudden, Aang's in the tent. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, what <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> very, very early on, I said this out loud to Rena when I when we were watching it. I'm like, this feels and looks like it's a... Like a student film? Student. Yeah. Exactly. The green screen, especially in film. the intro with, like, Sokka on, on the ice. Oh. Like, his... his The Soka. king of Sokka's... So- Sokka, excuse me. Of Sokka's, <laughs> uh, like, um, hood against the Um, ice was atrocious like you could see the green spill and i was like where did the the that's why i'm like this is a money laundering scheme like how do how do you have (laughs) that i mean some of the effects i thought were cool like like when katara initially gets that water out of the like the of the ocean like her first water bending orb it kind of looked pretty cool i thought minus the fact that if there's like water in that sphere and it's dripping that much water it should be getting smaller minus that fact but that i thought looked okay i did i will say i did think it makes sense if you're still learning to waterbend you might not have such a strong like grasp on the water and it would leak out so that made sense yeah from like a logic point of view but like you said it didn't shrink so it felt weird yeah like if something felt off about it and then she dumps it on soka and soka is not wet when he stands up yeah. Oh yeah, that was weird. But like, <laughs> did you did you notice the shaky cam at the very like the very first scene? Oh really? It was like, I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't know if it, they were like trying to mimic your like you're on a boat or something. Like oh that, maybe it was it was such. Oh a wait, weird... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was just weird because it was like, so, like I was like, yeah. why why do I feel seasick starting this <laughs> yeah. movie off? And also they're not on a when boat they're like... because they're like they they, they were on skip land. the ca- canoe land. part and yeah. just walking around. To... Yeah. Oh. And the Star Wars entrance, the oh the opening oh, yeah, credits, the scroll text, oh. and then, that was yeah. incorrect. Yeah, Katara's. Wait, what was incorrect about it again? I don't remember the, everything. The, only the, the words were right. To the spirits. Yeah, wait, really? Just like, they yeah, just like, no. They like, could have the, copied it directly, yeah, know, and it would have been fine. And then they didn't. I'm like, it sounded like they watched it a couple years ago, and we're just and trying to we're trying to it. do it by memory. Yeah. And I was like, why? I just uh, I kept asking myself why. Tell me why. Yeah. Oh no no I I was going to the next part where they they get to Aang or Ong. Uh, it's gonna be a long podcast. Can we say Aang. Uh, yeah we'll say we'll say their like, actual well, well, correct names. Well the reason yeah. the reason he did that is because M Night Shyamalan wanted to like be more like ethnically accurate to what like the culture and history that it comes from. That's like for the with the pronunciation pronunciations. But then people are like, then why did you cast all white dudes for these yeah, roles? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, <sighs> and, and I mean, actually, so oh. I don't. I saw, I was looking on IMDb. Apparently, the girl. It's rumored that Nicola Peltz Beckman, the girl that played Katara, she was cast mm-hmm. as a personal favor to her father, who is a billionaire, Nelson Peltz, whom Paramount owed a favor to because. Apparently he like had a huge gave a huge donation to Paramount a couple years ago, and so as a favor they had to cast her. So like nepotism, woo. And then they had to cast all white actors to fit 
the Southern Water Tribe, so it made sense why she was white. <laughs> that's a that's in a the, rumor. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just saw that on IMDb trivia. I hate that. In the show, the uh, the Waterbender or like the Water Tribes were kind of modeled. It everything I'm about to say is like rough. It's not like dead accurate. They yeah. didn't ever model something directly, but the creators tried to take you know inspiration from. from yeah, take inspiration from the Inuit and Yupik, Yupik tribes, okay. which are I just indigenous, it, yeah. like, you know, northern, like, Alaskan, Canadian. Eskimo Canadian. type. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, the natives uh, that lived in the north, mm-hmm. they were trying to take from, and they did that for all the other. The Earth Kingdom was very much like Han Chinese. Mm-hmm. The uh, air nomads were Tibetan and Buddhist monks and stuff like that, and then Fire Nation wasn't Indian. It was uh, <laughs> Imperial J- Japan. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, there was a set thing, and then they just kind of threw that out the window. Yep. Which is surprising, and I don't see why, again. I also, speaking of just the casting in Katara, my Roman Empire is that the girl that plays Katara, <laughs> Nicola Peltz, she went on to become the love interest in Transformers Age of Extinction. Like, she had, like, a major glow-up and, like, is... Uh, Blonde? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hell? Like, I know. I, like, did not believe that when I read that. Wait. Like, yeah, look up Transformers Age of Extinction cast. I guess that's what a billionaire can do. That's the one where she's actually a robot, right? No, I don't, I don't think so. That This is, like, the first Mark Wahlberg one, I'm pretty sure. And it's his daughter. That's crazy. Would not have guessed that's the same person. I know. Was she as bad of an actor? Uh, I don't think she was later. great. But I don't know. Okay. <laughs> when did Transformers: Age of Extinction come out? Was it 2015? It was, that was only four years later. This is only four years difference. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's a crazy. T.J. Miller's huh? in Transformers: Age of Extinction. What the heck? Huh? I like how, how old is she? <laughs> 1995. She's only 29 years old. She'd have been 14 or something during this film yeah that's crazy and i guess 18 and transformers i was crazy once what i saw after <laughs> the last airbender <laughs> the movie <laughs> night <Night-Sumlong. laughs> yeah, with bad cgi that that's like crazy. uh how tough am i <laughs> i hate i i watched avatar last airbender yeah so the movie oh come right in <laughs> 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 that's actually perfect uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that threw me through a loop oh you, my you goodness just, you just made that's my roman empire dude i told you like that's crazy yeah dude i get it i, I before we go back to the movie i do want to just ask like how the heck did this movie happen i did a little bit of research like how this could have become so bad and i think yeah. part of it was like nickelodeon meddling like the original creators didn't want a movie to happen uh, and then when they found out that the movie was happening, like whether or not they wanted it to or not, they approached Nickelodeon and was like, okay, then please let us like direct it and like, do head it. thing, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. but then they, Nickelodeon was like, no, we're going to hire like a big name to direct the movie. And so when they found out that M. Night Shaman was hired, they decided to try to make the most of it and like give guidance and help got gu- and help steer the ship as best as they could because they were like in executive producer roles and apparently they had like a healthy working relationship in the beginning and it was going well but then there was like kind of a bit of a falling out which i couldn't get like too much information on to why that happened but they kind of 
stepped away from the project a little bit, which we're kind of might be seeing history repeat itself with the I'm so Netflix worried. live action show. I know since yeah. we've like talked, like there's been some announcements about like they got rid of Sokka's sexism. <sighs> yeah, let's get rid of all the character development traits. You know, all yeah. the important things. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I I told that like that headline itself doesn't seem like a bad thing when you just read it but then when you think about it you're like no because like Sokka like I told that to someone who hadn't seen Avatar they're like oh that makes sense you want to get rid of sexism in a character but then I was like no but like he does get rid of it over the course of the show and he grows and that's like part of a huge part of his character arc and how he becomes a better person and they were like oh then why would they get rid of that and I was like I don't know that seems dumb <laughs> yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I'm extremely worried but I'm gonna try to make the most of it at least for the first, at least the bending looks better. That's yeah. what I'm telling yeah. myself. Um, but yeah. Also, the IMDb trivia apparently part of the film fail, film's failure, the last Airbender, like 2010 live action, it can, could be attributed to the fact that a lot of changes were made kind of last minute in production because they wanted to try to rush and convert it to like a 3D movie, like to have 3D bending effects for theatrical releases. Apparently, <laughs> the hell. Hey, I already shot myself in the foot. Let me shoot myself in the other foot. Well, it it's could like, be like a silver yeah. lining thing because apparently, like thirty minutes of footage was cut from the theatrical release because Paramount Pictures wanted the film converted to three D as quickly as possible, which that saved us from having to watch thirty minutes more of that movie. That kind of <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. But also, that thirty minutes could have made the movie better. Maybe I don't know how, but maybe uh, I don't know. Probably not. I feel like. It, it probably would have been just, like, more detailed of the montage shit that goes on. Yeah, like, they go through, yeah. The, yeah, they go through the towns that was inspiring people. That was absolutely terrible. And they go through one town, blast, like, one guy, and then they're like, we've inspired the world. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, I can think of maybe two, like, off the top of my head, I can think of, like, two or so movies that did a montage well. I think one of them is kung fu panda yes yeah and then the other i like lord of the rings or the hobbit or one mm. of them where they they're kind of like traveling and it's just a yeah. travel like thing where there's nothing rocky. rocky has some good montages oh, okay yeah yeah. Montages. yeah so it's not the easiest thing in the world just to do a montage and it makes it feel again more like a freaking student film from a high school not even like a college student yeah film. high school student film yeah I, yeah. I wanted to point out that this was filmed in Greenland, uh, I think, for, like, all the ice. And, and then like, Pennsylvania for the yeah. rest of it. <laughs> Which is probably why it's so shitty is because it was filmed. Yeah, it's because M. Night, off bad. M. Night Shyamalan, after his family moved here, they grew, he grew up in, like, Penn Valley, I think, like, outside of Philly. Wait, you're not shitting that it was filmed in Pennsylvania? No. That, he, films, <laughs> a, he films, like, a lot all of, of his All of the uh, Asian... <laughs> Asian villages yeah. in oh Pennsylvania. God. Yeah. No! Maybe they got some Amish, like, craftsmen to, to, like, <laughs> to do the sets. <laughs> no, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. No! Same. That was, that was exactly my reaction, I think. Yeah. I was like, that's not gonna lie. I was like, some of this foliage looks familiar. Now I know fucking why. He <laughs> was like, that was down the street for me. <laughs> I I was sitting there watching the movie, and Rena's like spouting all these facts to me about like the background and like what's happening. 
and like why it's so terrible and i'm like oh that makes sense now yeah it's filmed in pennsylvania yeah it does i think part of the problem of this movie is m night Shyamalan was the director writer and like producer like he was basically everything and no one was there to tell him that it's gotcha like interesting yeah apparently the like obviously the the uh creators brian mm-hmm. and mike they weren't they left it after wasn't a while. communicated yeah because they probably weren't getting through to him right and he's just like oh i'm doing it my way yeah. I, i'm not saying he's a bad like he's got great movies but i don't uh, think this yeah. is his type of movie yeah i agree so like, I, I was even seeing hired... in interviews this was like his first attempt at like a blockbuster and i don't know it just didn't go well he does like the thriller. Yeah, like, like the Sixth Sense is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it that's that's his thing, and I I think maybe stick to that. He, Stay in your lane. Stick your lane, brother. Yeah, <laughs> just, I, I think he was like like you said, it was first first big blockbuster, first attempt. Like you're gonna not say no to something when it's your first try, but right. I don't think he would go go back and do yeah. it today. If given the opportunity, just because it's it's he understands now that it's too far out outside his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just, just. I mean, even speaking of like the momentum of the the bending, even just the pacing overall of this movie just felt like way too fast. Like we met, we kind of mentioned and hinted at that. Like just like the tell don't show, like it just kept happening. Like they didn't show anything. Like Katara had that opening monologue, but then just kept having like random spouts of narration narration when she like and the pinnacle of that is when and i'm skipping ahead here but like when she goes to the north pole they go to the north pole and then they she just tells us that Sokka and ua become close friends and like that's how we learn about their relationship and i was like what we became friends why do i care about oh also sorry a little fun fact the the girl that plays ua she went on to voice asami in korra that's the voice of asami oh really so I she, do think yeah. she's actually one of the best cast of this thing. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't terrible. Also, Asami's great. Yeah. When we get to Korra. <laughs> yeah. Asami? Uh, okay, let's get back to like where we were kind of at in the... Um, what, what do you guys think of Aang's... Or, yeah, I am. <laughs> what do you think of Aang's like, tattoos and that change, adding more detail? At first... Like thinking back to like when this originally came out, I hated it. But now, actually seeing it this time, I'm actually okay with it. I think it was yeah. an okay interpretation. Still not my favorite. Yeah, but especially I think it's still okay. Because we've been like reading this um, art of Avatar book, and it seems like in a lot of cases, like they had they had really intricate designs, and then had to kind of like streamline it to so that it read better in animation. So it yeah. kind of would make sense that like. They're in the live action. That's like an opportunity to like re to add back some of those like intricacies. And I think the idea of like making more intricate tattoos works pretty well. My slight issue with it is that I think like the the silhouette, like the striking image of Ang with an arrow on his head, is very prominent. And I think in all of the details, it should have still been more filled. Like I feel like you could yeah, have details with more yeah. filled so that it was like more of like a like impactful silhouette because it didn't read as well as an arrow in my opinion yeah to I, me what i would have done is i would have had it be more of a fill and then use negative space as a way to flow with the mm. air symbology i think that would have been better but yeah okay. like, what were you gonna say that's almost exactly what i was thinking as well i i would have taken inspiration which is it's a little bit different but like mori or different polynesian Asi- asian pacific islander 
okay. tattoos, like traditional tattoos. Yeah. Not necessarily like copy those because that it's not right. directly relevant, but that type of style where it's it's filled, but it's still moving and flowing, and there's a lot of design intricacy. Right. But well, it's still there's like an um, there's a weight to uh, it. Where, what, where what kind of tattoos, tattoos did Maui nothing. have in Moana? Because like, was he? Yeah, that is that kind of similar along that idea. Okay, yeah, because I feel like it's that kind of like traditional something. Mori. I don't know the proper terms for. It. I'm sorry if I'm really screwing this up, but like I think I would just say generically Polynesian mm-hmm. or Asian Pacific uh, gotcha. Islander traditional tattoos would work well in this situation where it's it's um filled up and and like daniel said it has some of the airbender flowiness to it but Mm -hmm. it's still you know more solid yeah yeah did appa even have an arrow either i i tried to find it i do freaking they massacred my boy appa is like was murdered live action appa can't hurt you live action appa (laughs) just looks at you yeah Uh, live action appa he, uh, last I don't like how like, his face was just too forward. It was so weird. I will say he looked young, which I kind of liked. Appa did. Yeah, like he, he does have. I think he has an arrow, or maybe it's like a okay, like just a tuft of fur, the kind of in the shape of an arrow. I don't know. I didn't even notice it if it like it wasn't. We only there's like enough. two shots at Appa's in, and like I, I know. Mean, I think there's maybe there's three. We saw his face the third once one or something. Is like him. I want to say my, or, Stop with that. The third, yeah, the third one is like him, uh, flying. I saw him like flying off in the background. Like they land at like by the this water when they're about to practice like the water bending scroll, and Aang has his whole like, oh, I made a big wave. Um, but and then Appa like flies away, and I was like, why would he fly away? I guess so they don't have to pay for his CGI. But like, that it was just so weird. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, sorry. Going back to to Ong, uh, the kid that plays him, I honestly think. He looks like a good, ver- like, yeah. No, I think Aang. he would have been a like good, it's Aang. decent casting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was just discovered. This is funny. Like, I was looking up articles, and they were like, "This kid was discovered in an online audition," and everyone was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Like back then, but like now, like I live with two actors, and all they do is online auditions. So it's funny that that was like headline news the back, big thing then. back then. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like, and apparently Noah Ringer was the kid, and he shaved his head and submitted a tape to Paramount, just like randomly and then wow. was, was chosen um but also which is really cool but imagine having that much love and dedication for a franchise that you shave your head and like reach out and submit then you get adopted in and then you are, are part of you're the face of this movie like that sucks dude did he has he done anything yeah. since not he's I done feel... this and cowboys versus aliens which was like the next year and that's all he's done Cowboys versus I don't know if or I maybe Cowboys movie. and Aliens. It, uh, My boy, yeah, it was it was bad. Cowboys and Cowboys Aliens, and aliens was bad. Gotcha. It was a good concept, but it was just bad. I I that's unfortunate that that's the case. Like I I keep bringing this back to Star Wars, but I I like feel like it's like a Hayden Christensen type of scenario where it, like mm. it's hated. Like the movie that you're in is and you're the star of is hated on so much that you like just leave acting altogether because you're like yeah this isn't for me i'd feel really bad if that's the case because yeah he just got delta shit hand like yeah the, yeah this the writing was terrible the yeah dialogue the dialogue, the dialogue was every so time shooting, someone was awful oh my goodness and uh part of the reason and he just like he did have a lot of dedication like his kung fu i thought was pretty good it's just that 
they mm-hmm. it was it just it was dumb that they would just have him do random kung fu and no bending would be happening um like it was just kind of awkward yeah there is a scene towards the end and i i don't remember if it's at the very end or if it's like right before the final uh, i think it's it's like a training with katara and ang um yeah by the stream bending. and they're just doing chai, tai chi with no bending yeah and, it was and, and the really narration, well done tai katara's chi. narration was like Aang was struggling with water bending, and it shows Aang doing the motions, but no water bending's happening. And then she was like, "I was picking it up quick." And it pans to Katara; she's doing Tai Chi, but no water bending's happening. I'm like, "How do I know you're doing it well? Where the the outcome's the same? Like, what do you mean that rubbed yeah, me it, such like uh... so much the wrong way?" But yeah, I, I think that's if that's the scene you're talking about. I also was yeah. like, "I was like, what do you mean?" There's, there's so <laughs> many right, guys. I that's think it's like, time to get into this as well. What? Fire bending. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, to be fair, like shivers just went down. <laughs> it is weird that like you need a source to fire bend, but also like why why in the show can they just produce fire from nothing? Cuz like they can't produce water from nothing. They can't produce earth from nothing. They need they can't produce air from nothing. Like why is fire the only one that you can produce? I think well, fire bending was more about the energy. Yeah, compared exactly. to like the actual like form of matter. Okay. Because again, we, we talked like about the this a little bit last time. Like, like yeah. technically, if like ice is a rock, so like earthbenders should technically be able to bend ice, but that's not how it works because it's not about like the state of the thing. It's more about the content of the thing. So in this case, it's more about the energy and how that's being uh, changed um, from like a lower state to a higher state. That I think firebenders like will do what they do. Yeah, I think that's but, a, yeah. that's a good way of putting it. I think like if you think about it, changing water to ice and ice to water, which is common for waterbenders, that's just inputting and taking out energy. Yeah, know, into the into the system. So like firebenders are kind of it's wishy washy, but like yeah, I mean in I, the I, same I, manner, it's yeah. like you're adding a ton of energy into the system and creating fire. I just want to say um, I'm totally on the side of the show where like I think you should be able to produce fire. And I'm yeah, and mm-hmm. I disagree with this change in the live action show that they like were like you, he's producing like you can't produce fire from nothing like I think that's dumb but I I was just like it made me think like why is that the case for one versus the other but uh, yeah I, I I think it's a dumb change they they made and also like they I don't think it's necessary yeah also it 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 kind of like weakens the Fire Nation a bit and they're supposed to be this like big tat like force that has taken over the world and if they need fire to be able to fire bend that like they even say it like in the movie that like when they hear they're coming the northern wild tribes like put out all the all the fires all the lights like that's just an easy way to like nerf the fire nation a lot yeah also how do other characters like combustion man i don't even want to know i don't know does he have to he has a lighter in front of his head (laughs) and then it's from his third eye he's like yeah i'm ready it's like a flamethrower <laughs> from his head oh my uh, gosh that it was weird like, a, like it a was crazy pitch. that i they explained at the end that sozin's comet would allow them to just create fire i think that was uh, the, okay so maybe it would power them up so much and iroh was able to just create fire right in the in the final maybe it, maybe it was gonna be whatever. like a metal bending thing like once someone figured it out like more people would be able to eventually mm-hmm. like adopt and like learn that bending philosophy. 
Yeah, Maybe. I don't know if that's like what they were gonna go with, or if they just wanted to like nerf the fire nerf nation. the Fire Nation until Sozin's common. And they didn't have to pay for as much firebending. Honestly, yeah, that really. might have been it. <laughs> that, <laughs> so they, yeah, that, that would not be surprising. Effects, visual effects. There were so many times where Zuko was literally like just doing kung fu. I think it was towards <laughs> the end. He was just like beating up his goons. Yeah. Without he was yeah. like training, but he was just like literally just punching. Them. And then at the end, he did one firebending blast, but they like rack focused to Iro. well they rack focused to <laughs> yeah. Iro so that the the background could just be really blurry and i was like what <laughs> when the fire nation or when the firebending actually happened also i feel like the scar on zuko was it very was under not anything done. he still had his like, eyebrow in the show he had no eyebrow like uh, yeah like he yeah, literally yeah. could just put a hood up and like just move it and, and talk like, to a little boy about like, himself yeah <laughs> yeah that was weird that was so strange. I didn't mind his casting though. Like, yeah, I didn't either. I thought what, he was what's really this, good. I forget the name of the actor. I think it was actually not terrible casting in that particular instance either. Like, um, there was some Dev okay casting Patel. choices. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that was the reason why the entire Fire Nation was Indian. Yeah, it's because was, they cast except Zuko. for Iroh for some reason. Right. Which makes no sense. And his yeah. like Iroh's brother is like clearly yeah yeah I don't know. He's adopted. I don't know, but <laughs> no, none of it made sense. I stopped trying it's... to like, yeah, understand. It. Yeah. But when, when Zuko comes to the Southern water nation, he just starts monologuing. So you he know just... who he is. I am Prince Zuko heir to the throne. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like to himself. He like turned away from everybody. and was like, like whispering it. Yeah. He didn't even like talk. <laughs> very... And then Aang comes in and just, he's like, there's no fight. Uh -huh. Like they skipped there the fight. There was nothing. And he's like, I'll, it... Yeah, they just—he's like, "I'll go with you, or come with me, and I won't." Whatever he says, like, there's no, yeah. there's like no action so far in this to this part. It's just all talking. Besides that one firebender that like kicked up a campfire and scared the the people. Yeah, that was it. That was after Aang was already like headed away too. Like, yeah, at the very yeah. least, do that before at the beginning uh, to yeah. like scare people. Yeah, you know. It was such a weird sequence of events, and then and then Katara's like, "Ang's our responsibility. We got to go after him." Like, why? You've had half a conversation with him in a tent, and that's yeah. That's, and you don't know his. You don't name. even know his name. You didn't even go penguin sliding with him, you know? Like, yeah. What the heck? I was gonna point out. Yeah, that I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, I was gonna point out the stupid avatar test that Iroh. Yeah. What? Yeah. The rock flies up what? and like. And like yeah. I was so confused. But then they also like, included the oh. toy thing and his, like, in his flashback. Yatsu. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so they're they, doing both now? Well, you mean Eero, not Iroh, sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, those toys, I'm pretty sure, in the flashback aren't even correct. Oh, really? They're not. I, like, yeah, I zoomed it. There were so many things that, like, that in the northern, I think it was the northern air temple when, like, the dude like betrayed him i have some thoughts on that weird. but i'll talk about but, like, that after you yeah i was gonna say we can get to that later but like the the statues one those weren't even in the right air spot temple, yeah think, yeah to begin with but like again besides that point roku was correct as we we just like looked directly mm. at roku yeah the first for one. the order yeah kiyoshi mm. we we could say is fine because there was a female earthbender was next in line and then it was a female waterbender before oh, that which is which not is correct yeah and then a yeah. male airbender which is not correct as just well mess those up they just like switch like avatar Karuk Karuk was mm -hmm. 
not female. It was Shirook. Then... It was Shirook from last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it was Avatar Yang Chen. It was just like a yeah. man for some reason. Like none of it. Yang men. No details were correct <laughs> in <Nice>. this thing. <laughs> yeah. Grand Grand also mentions that Hama left her village like in like a conversation. I was like, oh, that's the bloodbender. Kind of cool. She mentioned her. And then Grand Grand talks about the spirit world. Well, first of all, first of all, they're again showing, or sorry, telling, not showing. And like, why? They just like she tell, talks about the spirit world and is like, I don't know, just get, gets a lot wrong. But yeah, you said mentioned about the test, like, and then when Ang escapes from the this from like Iroh and Zuko, he doesn't go into the Avatar state and do like his water tornado, which is kind of lame in my opinion. He they like he just like jumps off the ship. That's it. <laughs> That was like super low stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of jogged off the ship with no one worrying about the prisoner escaping. Then Momo kind of just like they they like find Momo and then he's just like yeah. is there for the rest of the time, I guess. Like <laughs> I don't know. They don't have to catch him. Then they, Did they even s- name him? I don't think so. I don't I even so, remember actually, them yeah. like saying the words Momo. Yeah. He's Mama. <laughs> he he might just uh, be a random they're just going from important beat to important beat especially in the beginning here like yeah he just escaped the ship and then like less than i actually i timed it within two minutes in movie time ang escapes from zuko and then two minutes later he finds monkey Atsu's skeleton like two minutes it happens <laughs> it wasn't even they didn't even have any like Fire Nation uniforms, mm-hmm. no nothing. It was literally just a bunch of skeletons, skeletons. scattered around, which was dumb. Yeah. And then like a necklace, which wasn't a- it wasn't Aang giving him a necklace. It was a necklace that he earned because he was a a master mm. and like one of the elders yeah. at the town. Ta- like that was just wrong again. Yeah. But and then Aang goes into the into the spirit world weirdly when he's in the Avatar yeah. state. That was yeah. a dragon. And then, and then also when he's in the Avatar state, it just kind of gets windy. Like, it's not like this showing of yeah. power. He just It gets kind of windy. <laughs> it's windy out here. Yeah. <laughs> Guitar is just standing. It's, it's a little windy. <laughs> I I presume that it was Fang that Aang was talking to. Roku's the, dragon? Yeah, that's Roku's why I dragon assumed. Fang. That yeah. wasn't explained at all. And mm-hmm. I don't see why they couldn't just have Roku, Roku. talk, you know like a normal human yeah yeah also th- just going into the avatar state every time he's in or going into the spirit world when he goes into the avatar avatar state yeah and he's like not that was just a weird decision yeah and like yeah. wasn't consistent either there's just again going back to my earlier point there's no emotional weight to this moment like why do we care if ong's people are dead like we like we we don't know anything about this character right now except that he's a kid that like we don't even know he's the avatar yet because like that's also like a big through point is that ang doesn't want to tell anyone he's the avatar like he doesn't reveal it until he's in that earth village like to anyone like it's and then i think i think the the storyline they were trying to run with is ang like learning to accept that he is the avatar and like like learning to accept that by the end which again is kind of somewhat the plot of the first of like the show but like they do it in such a bad way it's just done so horribly here they also just brought up the point of like 
he didn't like the idea that avatars can't have a family or something that was just yeah. randomly yeah added in, which is one incorrect because roku yeah. had a family and kids yeah. and zuko is his line. yeah but like that was just added just because instead of like being the avatar just means a lot of responsibility and like you know change which is bad for, like maybe a kid wouldn't like they just he decides that like having a family is the most important thing in the world at 12 years old yeah i was like what (laughs) what the hell and that that was kept bringing back up too like they yeah they brought that one that reason up many times yeah and that brings into the question what what cheeks did he want to clamp at 12 dude katara's what's going on he wants that billionaire money (laughs) (laughs) smart Uh, (laughs) marry rich um also Maybe Katara doesn't know what the Avatar state looks like, but in the next scene, when they walk into the Earth Kingdom, she's like, are you the Avatar? Like, what do you think he did when he was, like, going off Super Saiyan in the Air Nomad? Like, oh, was that just, just like, a normal airbender. airbender thing? He was glowing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, also, didn't Grand Grand say something where she was, like, like right before they left? She's like, I think that kid's the Avatar. I think that's a, that's why she keeps asking. She did, yeah. She's like she keeps asking. He's not like officially ever confirmed it. Um, uh, yeah, point. I forgot about that, Daniel. Yeah, is it this early? At some point, I think they decided that they needed a ton of really close up shots of Aang's face. That was right after this. Earth, <sighs> uh, they escaped yeah. from the Earth prison, but it's okay. like that's yeah, what it was. it's so jarring when they're talking. But yeah, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, when they're in this <laughs> Earth village, they kind of like skip. Kiyoshi and Omashu, but then like after they do, they kind of like somewhat do imprisoned, except then at the end of when they escape from the prison with the earthbenders and inspire them, they like cut to like just a random statue of Kiyoshi. And I was like, oh, we're like on Kiyoshi's island now, I guess. Like what? That just kind of felt like out of place. But uh, Mm -hmm. there's also like, there's just like, again, going back to like it being a student film, there's one shot, like the establishing shot of them walking into the village like it talks is on them then it pans to the village just so you can see like the village where they're in and there's a lady i don't know if anyone's noticed that there's a lady sweeping on the side and the sound effects of her like sweeping like do not match up with her hitting the ground like like this the sink is completely off and it like i Mm. saw it and just threw me for a loop like she sweeps and then when she's like in the air like getting ready to sweep back you hear like a swish like from the sweep hitting the ground and it, it like was just like as wrong as it could be and i was like what is this and also like the sound effects were so loud like it just the like the the mixing was like so off the entire time like it it, that's why i noticed it's because the swishing was like so loud compared to just the dialogue like it was just overpowering and i was like what is this it's like that episode of band geeks from spongebob where where it's like maybe if we play loud (laughs) and everything mixes people will (laughs) think we're good yeah (laughs) I do think the music was like insanely loud in a lot of cases, like way. The music more. was g- good though. I liked the music. I I agree that it was loud, but the the music is one thing in this film that I think was decent, not I incredibly <sighs> incredible, but and like I don't know if it paired well with the like scenes themselves, but I thought the score was one of the best things in this bad movie. Not saying it's fantastic, but I I was distracted too much by the BS visuals and the crappy storytelling to even recognize the music. Okay, we're gonna say Logan. I 
I was gonna say I actually like highly disagree. I think really? the music is was the most generic like adventure. Oh, you could have put that okay. in any any adventure like Lord of the Rings, gotcha. like any adventure movie ever, and it would have fit just fine. Mm. And this is such a different and like special world, right? And That's the good music point. in in the original series is so good, and it's yeah. unique. Like it yeah. is the most unique thing. Where it's using like different instruments, you know, the eastern the eastern instruments that are like real legitimate, not Western. Daniel, do you have your thing? Orchestra, your (laughs) kalima. Yeah, but like there there was absolutely none of that like amazing music from the original. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's it, that's a good it, point. I, I didn't really <laughs> think about it like that. That it 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 was like pretty generic action music. I thought it was like decent, but it, yeah, it kind of strips away the personality from the show's original music. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't really think about it, it that was, way. It I was just trying like to grab a crumbs, Logan. I'm trying to think of anything. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like bad music inherently. It was mm-hmm. just like it didn't fit with what this could have been. Yeah, and it like the whole thing of like I wanted this to be a more realistic and uh what's it like Shyamalan saying that he wanted it to be more realistic and, and right ethnically like correct A- more accurate and yeah. like just putting in the most western possible or extra yeah. adventure music just because he found it on like the standard internet like the second thing on the like google search yeah the effort level is just not there in my opinion yeah it ticked me off in particular because i'm a I always listen for the music. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big music guy, so I I love listening gotcha. and trying to pick that out. Okay, I I but yeah I get I that. Know, that was that was my that was my TED talk. No, my I rant. get that. I get that. <laughs> I, I I I'm if I ever list watch this again, which I hope no, I do absolutely do not have to do. Uh, I'm gonna pay attention to that. But let's let's jump into the the atrocious oneer in this. Uh, this imprisoned like escape scene. Yeah. Possibly actually possibly the worst thing in cinema. Like I possibly. Uh it starts with like Katar running in and just like pushing a guard. Like she runs like <laughs> from all the way across the screen. We watch her slowly jog all the way across and go, Leave him alone. It's like just like the dumbest thing ever. And then and then it continues and we and then we see those five earthbenders do like this whole march and then a rock slowly move across screen. And then also I watched it because like then it pans to someone else and like the focus is on them. I watched the rock and yep. when it hits, it just disappears. Like it doesn't crumble into like debris around the guy. The rock actually just disappears. Like it impacts him and like it hits him and there's like a little bit of dust. But like the like it just is gone. Like the matter erases. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I just doesn't feel like it was planned well. Like I could tell it was planned. I think they planned probably around showing off all of these different people doing different kung fu and i think if it was just that it would be okay better than what it is but because they also have to incorporate bending and like they're doing all these like slow camera movements the visual effects artists are then tasked with putting in elements that only can they have to they're locked to the camera moves that are already established and because the camera moves are so slow they have to match the elements to be that slow otherwise it won't you won't see them and it just makes the elements feel way too slow to have any weight behind this battle and they're just kind of like locked in so like i know yeah. what happened it just shouldn't have happened they should have been thinking about the elements 
and how they would have looked instead of just focusing on slowly showing off everyone's choreography. Yeah, agreed. That's really interesting. I never, I wouldn't have thought about it from that perspective. I was just hating on it the entire time. Yeah. Without <laughs> thinking of, without <laughs> understanding. It's nice to have a reason why. Like, yeah. that kind of thing is, that insight is cool to have, which I never would have come up with. Um, I think so, that's yeah. what happened. I, I, I don't know, but just yeah. thinking about the visual effects of it, I think that's it makes what sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 I appreciate that perspective, though. Yeah. No problem. I feel validated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the, the film, the film, uh, the years of film college. Or film yeah. School, they're paying they're off. Paying off. <laughs> they're, they're not paying for themselves, but they're paying off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then it ends, the, the, the Warner ends with a crossfade like to another shot out of the blue, like in the middle of the battle, it ends with like a crossfade to a guy sliding across the ground. And it just like, why? Oh my gosh. Also yeah. this whole scene where the earthbenders are imprisoned uh-huh. in a bunch of earth area, like it wasn't on metal. It, like they could have just bent. I know yeah. the ground. And like, yeah, it wasn't, there was no reason why they were like imprisoned other than, because they were and and again the show explained well like their will had been broken down and then i like and i remember i said like in a lesser show katara would have made her first speech and then they would have been rallied and like just fought off the attackers and like been fine but i like how in the original show like it took a while for them because their spirits were so broken for them to like build up the confidence to actually fight back well this is that lesser show and gives one speech and then the, the earthbenders are <laughs> yeah. like yeah. okay let's go <laughs> bald kid yeah, yeah. bald kid go burn <laughs> he's like i'm the avatar okay uh, let's fight <laughs> Woo. uh and then and then katara just finds a waterbending scroll in a hut so I guess that's how she gets that. Yeah. They just dismiss the pirates. The more and more I think like, about this movie, the yeah. more and more depressed I get about it. Yeah. yeah agreed. They, so I have to like replay in my head. And it's just I know. Like, uh. Yeah. We I, definitely got to keep this moving before we reach yeah, yeah, the yeah. hours. So, so <laughs> yeah, the, next, well, the next part is where yeah. we get that bad ed- editing and camera angles where it's like Aang telling Katara and Sokka that he doesn't know how to bend the other elements, which is another yeah. conversation, surprise. Mm-hmm. And it's it, this is where it's shot like here. Like it's shot like from Aang's forehead to his chin. For some reason, it's like an extreme close-up. And then the reverse angle is like Sokka, like kind of like almost off frame and then Katara like awkwardly in the background out of focus. Like it's it's so bad. It is so bad. I'm not a movie person. Like I'm not a super visual person. Uh-huh. And I picked up on it how bad it was. Yeah. So like, that means it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Wow, that is rough." Yeah, just seeing it. It's Funny. just everything is like a student film. Flat yeah. red flag. This is the part <sighs> where I went to use the bathroom and then I looked and I was one third of the way through and I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh that's my rough, God. buddy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also I was doing some research and apparently Zac Efron was aud- auditioned for the role of Sokka or Soka as they pronounce it, and was offered the part but had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts. He dodged a bullet and a half. He dodged a bullet bill with that one. (laughs) Yeah. He dodged a blue shell, dude. Holy cow. (laughs) Okay, and then they montage through the villages. Yeah. Yep. Good old montage. Let's just get to the Northern Water Tribe. Zhao talks about how he gets to the Great Library. 
Oh wait, no, we well, still yeah, gotta he, do the. Uh, well, this just mask. talks about it like yeah. randomly. Yeah, not to... even like when they're approaching like Iro or sorry Iro and Zhao, but he's just. I think he mentions to the Fire Lord. Also, the Fire Lord's not like shrouded in mystery. He's just like kind of around he's just yeah. chatting to zhao like they're friends like, yeah good old buddies hey, like hey that's blood was up fucking strange. <laughs> yeah like what yeah uh yeah also yeah, okay think... so just just going back sorry to the montage but before we get to the water tribe uh, mm-hmm. talking about the pacing i did another time check so at 30 minutes is when they have that conversation about trying to start rebellion like that super weird close-up shot trying to yeah. like, inspire people they have the montage where they like are apparently starting the rebellion and then ang after the montage is like okay we got to go to this place i want to talk to that live to that dragon again and Sokka's like oh that's not a good idea because we have already started a rebellion and that was at 38 minutes so in eight minutes they have covered starting rebellion apparently and like in all of the world that is how long that, that took to take place <laughs> But this is when he goes. Uh, then we're at the Northern Air Temple. Sure. But sorry, what were you saying? Logan? I was gonna say it was this. Is that <laughs> when he he gets to the Northern Air Temple and meets the dude that looks like a monk, but is actually just a random villager yes. or something? And it's the that voice of Uguay. He's the voice of yeah. Uguay. And that's that. this oh. is okay. This he betray the, the guy that betrays Ong is the voice of the actor that is the voice of Uguay. <laughs> and this is what spoke to me the most in this entire movie. It says a lot when the most emotion I'm feeling from a movie is this intense sense of betrayal, but it's stemming from my feelings from Ugwe, the actor betraying me, for, which is an actor in another movie. That's what gave me the most emotion during this viewing of this movie. Yeah. That says a lot. That's <laughs> it does. Rough, buddy. Yeah. When when did he have time to call the Fire Nation? I, I don't is know. what I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Like no cell phones. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, like, he just, he's walking around with Aang, showing him the statues, like, standing with him the whole time, presumably. And then the Fire Nation, or the Yu-Yang archers just appear. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. And then it, like, somehow becomes the (sighs) The Blue Blue Spirit Spirit episode. Which, I guess, is fine. Yeah. No. I don't know. <laughs> it was still done bad. But like, yeah, the whole was, blue spirit. So it, it was I'm glad cool, that they like, did it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I thought they were gonna skip it. I forgot they included it. Honestly. Yeah. It was cool when it was like starting off, and you didn't know kind of like what was. Well, if you if you're watching the movie for the first time without seeing the show, you're like, oh yeah, like oh, how, who's taking care of these guards to get to Aang? Like what the heck? And mm-hmm. or on. And then you're like, oh, it's this blue spirit guy. Why does he have? But then you're like, why does he have so long hair? Like, what is this wig? And then, like, that was what? What's going on with? I didn't like the with, mask. Yeah, exactly. The mask looked terrible. And then, uh, uh, the fighting. Always the fighting with this one. Yeah, the fighting. Like, it's. Uh, I, I, I unfortunately, I think the shot of Zuko and Aang fighting alongside each other, like when Zuko's the blue spirit. I think it's the best choreographed thing so far we've gotten. It's yeah, and it's not great um yeah it's it, it, oh my gosh it's like going like to the slow-mo and out of slow-mo but like it, again thank goodness these firebenders aren't firebending they're just doing kung fu against ang so he can fire he can just airbend his way out of this yeah true and then suko gets shot by an arrow and yeah we're just over halfway and then we get to the northern water tribe 
Okay, can we just yeah, let's just get to the Northern Water Tribe. I, I'm done Water talking Tribe. about yeah. it. I'm getting yeah. yeah, we're already an hour into this, and most of it's been us moaning. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Penis Head UA. Um, what? Have you uh, not seen? Look at you haven't seen the first shot of when you see UA the back of her head. Look up UA live action Airbender back of head, and tell me it does not look like a penis. God damn it, James! <laughs> God. Oh man! How do you guys not notice that? Because <laughs> uh, I didn't want to accept it. That's not what I look for. <laughs> yeah, I don't look for cocks in my. I just I saw movies. it's a meme thing. It's uh, fair. I didn't see it <laughs> myself. But it, okay, I'm not gonna lie. It is nice looking at whoa know, like, what Google, getting the castings. No, 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 no. The castings for the new one. And oh, like okay. these new castings are like so much better. And like the costume design is so much better. Yeah. Um, I, I, the one thing I think I didn't, I hated the least about this movie was the scenery of the northern, the northern water tribe. Water tribe. Yeah. I thought it like it was actually not terrible, like the scenery and like the buildings and such that that were built. Yeah. Um, Could have been worse. surprisingly not (laughs) as bad as i thought it was gonna be i guess so like that was maybe the one not even well they spent half the movie here so i guess they had to make it yeah i know yeah um we get no no paku sexism it's like you know okay whatever yeah if they were to do it it would slow things down and at this point i'm like keep it moving yeah yeah (laughs) hank showed that he's the avatar and then he got uh training yeah he he learned quickly moderation ang has like This problem that he's like too powerful with bending, he keeps like bending too much water, for some reason. Dude, the end. I'm just gonna cut I to it. Like with, with, the, with with he goes into the avatar state. And there's and no like, Koizilla. No! <laughs> That's like, <coughs> like 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 Koizilla makes sense. I'm getting so emotional about this. I'm freaking spinning up here, dude. Freaking <laughs> goddamn. Like Koizilla makes sense. Because, like, you're having the, the literal ocean spirit guide you so that we're able to have that kind of power. Not, oh, I'm the Avatar, so I'm now able to, like, just literally bend an entire ocean. Like, Avatar's powerful, but there needs to be limits in place for things to actually make canonical sense to the story. Hence why when we see the actual siege, he's like, oh, I took out, like, dozens of ships, you know? But there's just too many. That actually adds weight to the... Ah! This unstoppable monster. Like he doesn't even yeah do it. Like he just makes a wave and then doesn't crash yeah. it either. And then he just says, "Please leave." And then yeah, like, and like, I, I like, bet. Um, because like, huh. he doesn't kill, right? So he's so he can't do that. No. Oh yeah. Point. Well, Kyoshi's inside of him, so true. Yeah. Show show Merc show Merc everybody. Oh. I was I was just thinking about Chow getting absolutely murked by four random water bags. Oh yeah, that, I that hate was that wasn't the so stupid koi, but it was kind of cool to see. I guess that means he doesn't go into the spirit world for like in Korra in the future. He because his care. dead body just like collapsed. He like just yeah, he's yeah. dead. Could not yeah give a um about. I, I will say if there's one thing. I will give the last Airbender movie over the show. It's like explains a super, super, super small plot hole that I've always just kind of been curious about. I'm I was never sure like in the show how Zuko was able to find where Aang was meditating by the koi fish pond. And maybe it probably could be explained pretty easily. 
he just kind of like shows up though in the show. Oh, yeah. But in the movie, you like Zuko's like climbing around on some roofs, roofs, and then see sees Ang and Yue like running towards the entrance to the koi pond area. So then he follows yeah. them in there. That is the only like pro I will give this over the show, and it's such a super small, tiny plot hole that makes no difference at all. That's yeah. a great. I never even considered that plot hole, but like just because I didn't care. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. When the story is good enough, you don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. I think I was a little bit annoyed about how Zuko just determined randomly where to jump into the water, and like, yeah, go, like he didn't follow a seal or do any of that stuff. He just uh-huh. kind of randomly chose a spot and dove in, and he can't create fire. Right. But he can warm his hand up enough that right. it can melt through ice somehow. So he so can like, they can't create fire, but they can like cook food on their hands, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if they yeah. need to. Yeah. Give a spicy okay. slap. They should do that but, honestly, like for fighting. Just like like brand people. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Sour Yeah. That could like be an actual thing. I mean that that, that was a thing going to like like Spider Spider Man. He had a thing for a while where where what was it? this one cone cane? Would literally use the stickum powers of the hand to like rip people's skins off. Oh wow! Yeah, so I left like Gosh. a hand mark. So that that Ow. was the mark of Cain. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, back yeah. to the tank with uh, the I'm last. Saying, imagine airbender. that with firebending. That'd be yeah. That'd be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we get uh, some firebending and some water bending actually finally happen- happening. Like the battle starts. The mm. the audio mixing again is horrible. Like it's so loud. Horrendous. Um, this is well, mm-hmm. also I should m- mark that. When we, right after we got to the Northern Water Tribe, that's when I fell asleep. So I was <laughs> asleep for asleep during this movie. Okay. <laughs> pretty much most of this until we get up to the actual shrine area that they're they're at. Okay, nothing too much really happened. Like there's more yeah. exposition. UA like basically explains to Sokka in a sentence when they're on a date, like "Oh, the Moon Spirit gave me life," kind of thing. Oh Some yeah, no, I, I saw dumping. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I Zhao, like I don't know, Zhao kills the Moon Spirit, and just stabby stabby. And like I up to this point, I was I was talking to Dan about this, but I was thinking like I, yeah. I want to ask at the end like who we think was the best adaptation from show to live action. And for a while, I was gonna say Iroh because I think he was the least butchered. Like he seemed like he had wisdom in the beginning and like cared for Zuko and. I thought he was like a decent representation, at least compared to everyone else, until we get to the end here when he just stands idly by when Zhao kills the Moon Spirit. Because in the show, I was like jumped, like ready to attack, but kind of like really far away, so we can't do anything if Zhao were to just yeah. stab him. But in this, like, I was just standing like shoulder to shoulder with Zhao, watching him do it, and he's like, "Don't do it, Zhao." Just like pretty monotone. And then when Zhao does do it, surprise, surprise, Iroh then goes like crazy. And I was like, "Dude, you could have stopped him." He also he knew ahead of time too, right? Yeah. Zhao yeah. like straight up told him that he was gonna merc the moon yeah. spirit. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. And like also Zhao and they just kind of like waltzed in. Like yeah. there's a battle going on around them. Aang is nowhere to be found during like most of this. Like he's just gone. Yeah. Part of it he's fighting Zuko, just bare knuckle fist. And he's to like fit. running through the battle. Yeah. Doing nothing. He just he did like a Naruto run through a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happens. 
like that was i was just infuriated with what he was what was happening with the main character Mm -hmm. just kind of non-existent during the final battle and then ua like sacrifices herself like immediately like no time passes like i think probably more time passed in the 22 minute episode of the tv show than in this movie between when the moon spirit died and when ua brought it back to life because like the the moon the moon spirit just like came back to life and i think i just i did it again it was four screen minutes from when it died to when it came back in this movie that's insane (laughs) also like the when the moon spirit died in this movie it went red like everything went red yeah instead of black and white monotone yeah Yeah. which is not correct right because it's when he Uh, took it out of the waters when it went red then when he killed it it went black and white yeah just lost like some of that visual storytelling again yeah like Uh, the point when iroh made his own fire which is normal for like the yeah the show the show but was crazy in the movie i guess it was kind of a cool visual yeah like uh, i agree he had like kind of like dragon wings or like something like that coming yeah but like he he didn't even do anything with it no he just stood there yeah and everyone (laughs) kind of like ran away whoa they're like i'm gonna walk slowly away and and then ira just kind of (sighs) let it go yeah like nothing of consequence ever happens and then the culmination of the movie, Aang like remembers Monkeyato and then bends a big wave. And then the Fire Nation leaves. Some of them like stay and bow down to him. And then Oh yeah. Yeah, then he does that weird bow thing. Yeah. Then they show Azula at the end, like as if they were gonna do more movies of this. <laughs> it's funny that they thought. I simultaneously yeah. feel like so much happened and nothing happened in this movie, <laughs> leading towards nothing. <laughs> nothing good happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, for that's sure. Where we put it. All right, so I think that's. I feel literally it. making me sick over here. That's, that's I feel yeah. depressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am depression. I watched this movie right after coming home from vacation. Oh which was just man! A terrible way to like <laughs> restart. Ease back in. Oh, wow, no, I'm so dude. sorry. It wasn't wasn't easing back in very much but it did get me prepared to go back back to work work. yeah (laughs) i want to ask you guys what character from the live action avatar movie do you think they got what what character from the last airbender movie do you think they butchered the most from the original show probably Uh, ang either ang you think i think maybe katara like katara like had no redeeming mm. qualities in my opinion. Like she, she had was no bravery, too. no courage. She just did. Yeah. She was just exposition. And then like she lost so quickly to Zuko in the Northern Water yeah. Tribe. Yeah. What? Well, why would you say that's Aang, a good though? point? I feel like there was like he. Ong, I mean, he didn't have like me. a. Yeah, he didn't have like a soul. Like yeah, in this yeah. movie, like there was no reason to root for him. Most of the things about him were expositioned yeah. by I mean, Katara. Most of the things in this movie were expositioned, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that's true. But, like, there was nothing about him I wanted to root for. There, Like, the fun... True. Yeah, uh, he, had, he had no, like, joy like, in, trickster, like, trying to yeah. be a kid, fun energy at all. Like, it was, it was a sad, like, 
Especially, especially in book one. But Katara didn't mention her mother once. I don't think. Like, come on. That's just butchered right there. Yeah. I mean, that's half the character. But yeah, yeah no. no. But especially think, book uh, one, Aang is like the most joyful. He's happy. Doesn't have yeah. like yeah. the weight of the world yeah. responsibilities on his shoulders. And this one, it felt like it was all weight of the world mm-hmm. on his shoulders. Or uh, another contender, possibly Appa. Like, I absolutely would not want a stuffed animal oh, with my that boy. Appa. They massacred my boy. Yeah. <laughs> my boy. My boy. Yeah, dude. I just don't know what their character team was thinking with that or their modeling team. It was just god awful. He's literally a sky bison. Good what freaking. You know, you know what he was? Movies. Like, you know those old Renaissance paintings of cats? Where they look like <laughs> people? That's what that was. <laughs> but modern day CG. <laughs> That's so correct. Okay. That's so accurate. On the flip side. What character does the last Airbender live-action movie get most correct at adapting from the animated Ironically, TV show? Momo. Wait, what? But they don't even name him. <laughs> Why do you think Momo? Because he doesn't do anything. Because he's the most accurate CGI-wise, and he still does nothing for the plot. So. <laughs> I was going to say Iroh, or excuse me, Iro, <laughs> until, uh, yeah, like the thing I said was Zhao. Yeah. Like because you can tell he cares about Zuko and yeah. overall cares about like the balance of the world until he just stands idly by as Zhao murks the moon spirit. I, I wouldn't disagree. I think Iroh's not terrible. Zuko wasn't terrible either, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah, except we for We only saw Scar. him a little bit. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I'm willing to overlook that because they, they wanted so to So were the make filmmakers, it. apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. they wanted to make it maybe realistic or more realistic somehow, I guess. Um, maybe not as intrusive, but we didn't see him very much yeah. like, at all. Yeah. So I don't know if that's helping in this case of like, we didn't, he didn't have as much screen time. Right. That's, that's honestly where his... I was kind of going. I was going to also say Azula <laughs> because she was in one scene <laughs> and, and like they, she very much yeah. did exactly what she did in the show. So, or is a good point or the cabbage man because he's not in it and he's barely in any of the avatar episodes too so that's kind of one-to-one as well (laughs) yeah it's the cabbage man in this no movie so they couldn't butcher him they didn't butcher him because he's not in it (laughs) perfect representation yeah (laughs) they had just like a cart in the back that was filled with like lettuce instead like no (laughs) (laughs) they got that wrong (laughs) it's actually iceberg lettuce (laughs) (laughs) they butchered my boy (laughs) Uh, I, I, I mean, a positive from this show, or from this movie, is that the Netflix show has a low bar to reach, which I guess is a positive. Does it though? Because like, I mean, I'm still comparing for live it action to adaptations. The show. Yeah, no, but I mean, compared to other live action live action adaptations, I guess that's fair. I'm still stuck on the plural. Is it lettuce? I lettuces. <laughs> what? <laughs> the plural of lettuce. <laughs> I think it's just lettuce. <laughs> It's like, it's yeah, it's like, like can you it's grab like me fish. can you grab me some lettuce like you get you don't grab me one lettuce like a, a leaf of lettuce when i say can you grab me some lettuce that's true can you grab me some meese <laughs> can you grab me some there. cabbages can you grab me some cabbage yeah i guess it would be lettuce yeah i don't like oh that oh my i just uh i just remembered something I don't want to like dive back in again, but oh, no. I just wanted to like think about right before the Fire Nation attacked the North Northern Water Tribe, and all of the like the Water Tribe warriors were like sitting on the wall for some reason, and they just mm-hmm. started like yelling "Ho!" 
or something. And it was the strangest thing I ever watched. I wanted to point out that and uh, just yeah. cry a little bit. Yeah, dude. I mean, at this point, it's like, it's not even, I would say nitpicking, but it's not even nitpicking. It's just like all the, everything was just wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when you have like a dream of something that's like kind of realistic, but like there's like all the things are just like in the wrong spots and stuff like that? It and was it's like just that. Like slightly off. Like it's not no, but quite. It's, it was right more than just reality. slightly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's a fever dream. Yeah. Do you think if they did a live action sequel, like a sequel to the live action movie, it would have been better? If anyone else was directing, writing, and producing it. Yeah. Maybe. I'm so glad and they didn't. They do let one. the creators I think the key is like I don't understand why they they aren't listening to the creators. Yeah. Like Yeah. You're, if if this was Harry Potter or like any other book that they did an adaption, like mm-hmm. you're not gonna not listen to J.K. Rowling when you're adapting. I don't know Harry you Potter might movie. Not these days. <laughs> well, okay, that's a good point. But like the creators didn't get canceled. Yeah, right, right, right. They're they made this world. Yeah, they know it the, literally the best. Like, I, yeah, like a book, like it's a book. You know, they have great detail in in what they did, and nobody feels the need to like listen to them or or stick to what they want probably for like you know budgetary reasons they're i'm they're perfectionists they want to get things done right. well but that's shouldn't every director and writer want to do it well yeah i don't know that's my opinion but yeah, it's a good opinion all right maybe money is uh, we can't make this go two hours we're at an hour 25 let's wrap this up so yeah, I yeah. just want to say that the last year render won five awards at the 31st annual Raspberry Awards, which is, is like an award show for like worst movies. And like, so they oh. won for worst movie, worst director, worst screenplay, and worst supporting actor, and worst eye gouging misuse of 3D. That kind of sucks. Ooh. Like, I, I hate awards that like diminish other people's work, but still, like, yeah. it's, it's also tough when there's something that you love and you like, that meant a lot to you growing up that is then tarnished and treated without care. Yeah. It that actually reminds me of the original Percy Jackson movies from like Yeah. so long ago. And Did, I'm hopeful that the uh the live action turns the out show? Like the the show cuz I feel Did like you see the they're show? treating it with more respect. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was pretty good in most cases. Like there were a couple never, things I was kind of iffy on towards the end. It's not perfect. Yeah, but like, but it was a lot it's better. better than the movies, you know. Agreed. It's it's a great mm-hmm. improvement, and that's kind of all that I'm hoping for with the uh, the upcoming Avatar series. Yeah, it's at least better, at least improvement, and and you know, made with some amount of care. Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys ready for? Mm-hmm. Uh, is any other last minute thoughts on? No, the... let's end it. I don't want to think about it anymore. All right, are you ready for <laughs> patron shoutouts then? Yeah, hit me with them. Cue the XRs music, Bush Garbage, and Lloyd, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much, Bludgeon the Tear. Consider the shout out. If you like the supporters over on Patreon, link is down in the description to get the audio episode early, special benefits, cool perks, all that jazz, and more. Thank you, seriously, sincerely, to our Patreon supporters. Uh, you ready for our cool comments? Yeah, what are people saying this time? So, on our Words. Was 2023 the Worst Year in Hollywood episode, Lunar Butterfly commented 2023 was honestly is honestly my favorite movie slash TV show year yet. I think a big reason for that is that mm. I actually got to go to the movie theater pretty much all year long because of my Regal Unlimited Pass. Not sponsored, but we could be Regal. Um, <laughs> so I was actually able to enjoy most of the big releases. A handful of things came out that I was 
I'm extremely excited about, and I feel like pretty much every week or every month. Um, I had something to look forward to, and I enjoyed a big chunk of things that came out. I'm interested to see how 2024 will be, but I don't know if anything can top 2023 for me. We got some amazing stuff in one year. That's really interesting, because 2023 was the year of the strikes. Like, a lot of things kind of slowed down towards the end. Yeah. It got pushed, so interested to see. Do you think see. that will affect 2024 more? Yeah. 2023. Yeah. That's true. I, I do think it started to affect the end of 2023, because a lot of the mm-hmm. movies in the last half of the year that we're going to be banking on, like, actors to promote their movies in, like, press delayed oh, yeah. 2024 so a lot of the end of 2023 movies were starting to get like dune 2 was supposed to come out last year i think madam webb maybe was supposed to be last year i don't really know i think i oh, craved the hunter was supposed to be last year but now that's this year um yeah so i think there might be like a little bit of a divot like a bubble where like there isn't like once the movies that were supposed to come out in 2023 are kind of mm-hmm. all out at the beginning of this year there might be a little bit of a lull before things in the end of 2024 start like bumping up again but i don't know because yeah. there were some there were some big ones that did come out in 2023 yeah. so i can understand yeah I, I mean spider-verse i think was my favorite last year yeah did uh avatar 2 come out no that was end year? of 2022 that was 2022 december yeah. 2022 then yeah i think spider-verse yeah is definitely my favorite yeah 2025 is gonna be crazy though there's there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming out for that Deadpool's this year, July. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Ready for the introduction? Yeah, tell me when. When. We just talked about what we want to talk about. Sadly, it's Avatar. And now we're done. Right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really sincerely appreciate it. And apologize. This is our kind of our <laughs> end for now with uh, Avatar stuff. So this is going to go out on the uh, 12th. And then I think next week we're going to have an episode covering something else because the live action show doesn't come out till the 22nd, which is the following week. Um, I don't know if we're going to do like every week covering every episode of Avatar. We'll, maybe we'll review it like at the end when it all comes out. We're going to kind of play it by year, but we'll figure it out. Maybe we need a yeah. little break from Avatar after this movie. <laughs> uh. But thank you, Logan, for joining us on this three episode journey. We will 100% have you back if you would like for... Um, Went to talk about the live action show, to talk about Korra, talk about season two and three of the original show. Uh, you're our Avatar guy, so thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Can't wait. Yeah, dude. You yeah. had a lot of good insights. Thank you, Daniel, also for being here. Seriously, do appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, mm-hmm. Logan, is there anything you want to promote or anything while you're here? Shout out. Uh, I want to shout out Raspberry Awards. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, okay. I'm going to go look them up now because... <laughs> They got some good ones on this movie. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.